ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. So we let it fly out for a little bit. With a hammy, the Buccaneer signed Le'Veon Bell yesterday. He signs with Tampa Bay as Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, once Steeler teammates, now Buck teammates. We'll see how that goes over the weekend. Rafael Esparza will join us at one we We're trying to get a hold of Mike Triplett here and see if we can have him at one thirty to talk, of course, about the Saints and the COVID situation going on over there. QBs on the COVID list. Ian Book looks to be your starter. Adam Troutman, Juwan Johnson, the tight ends, they're on the list here as well. And basically anyone and everyone that's covering the team is saying, I'd expect some more names to come on the list. When it comes to your Pelicans, we talked with Todd Graffinini, voice of the Pels. 6 p.m. is tonight's tip against the Magic. COVID protocols from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. We had 27 points the last time the Pelicans were on the court. Jonas Valanciunas, not in Orlando. Non-COVID related illness. My apologies for earlier saying I thought it was the COVID. But it's not. Either way, you do not have to kill Alexander Walker tonight. Likely for the OKC game coming up on the 26th. And also, um, we'll see when Jonas Valanciunas will be able to be uh, healthy enough to get back into action. So all of that is going on right now. And the phone lines are open. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, this segment, Raphael at 115. Again, trying to get Mike Triplett at 230 to give us the latest and what he's finding out. So, look, here's the thing as we're touching on with Ian Book here as well. When we we had phone calls earlier about, hey, why don't you just give him a try? When Trevor was struggling and Taysom wasn't healthy yet. And I said, look, with, with the offense that you've rolled out there, with the lack of players, playmakers, protection, it would have been an utter disaster. Like, I, I don't know what you could have expected or asked anyone to do. See the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs not having a single offensive lineman starter, essentially, on that line. Patrick Bleeping Mahomes. Pretty athletic. Pretty good. All kinds of arm strength. Can run. Can do all that. No match. Literally, it was like me playing flag football right now against college kids. It'd be snap, run backwards, 15 yards down. Or, I mean, I'm serious. How many plays in that Super Bowl did you see Patrick Mahomes go backwards first? Running for his life and then trying to throw the football after that as he's running back towards the line of scrimmage. One time is too many, and I can promise you it was at least once every other play. So here's the thing. What do they do, not just with this game? It makes sense. You go with Ian. He's probably been running scout. He understands the playbook enough, I think. Again, it, it this is different than if it's August and September. We're in December. It's December 23rd. Ian Book has been in, in quarterback room meetings. He's been part of the pro, um, you know, the, the, the play design, the, the, 
strategy meetings, all that stuff. He, he, he understands what's coming on Monday. He hasn't played. But I don't know if it's a situation where he's going to be so lost or confused, right? I, I just I honestly don't think that to an extent. Now, obviously, getting your first action, defensive coverages, how they're going to you know, try to confuse him, make him make quick decisions, I get that. But I'm just talking about from this aspect of it, of knowing what he needs to know from his team in that playbook. But Alvin Kamara, again, we kind of joked, I played it earlier from Amy Justin, which earlier this season he touched on and talked about the um, possibility of maybe being a quarterback. Well, in reality, do do you want that? I know Frank Gore, I was mentioning when I mentioned this early in hour number one, that the Frank Gore Jr., the running back, was the quarterback for, for, for Southern Miss the last two games of the season. I do think with the athletic ability, the, the know-how and all of that stuff, Alvin Kamara would be fun watching that QB. But even as he mentioned it, Amy Just, if you go to her Twitter timeline, she uh, found it again and reposted it for everybody just about an hour ago. But listen to what he said. Yes, I was quarterback. <laughs> they came up to me in the, on the side and had my extra helmet with the little with the little mics in it. I was ready. I was about to just put it on. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, okay, it's my time to shine. Probably get a little bit more money. You know, <laughs> throw a couple passes, get my Drew Brees on, but. Was that Trevor, straight, straight Wildcat or was it? Was, was not a Wildcat. That's disrespectful. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> Trevor was on the sideline warming up, though, so I knew it wasn't my time. I was like, dang, Trevor out here. You know, I looked at Book. I was like, Book not dressing. And I looked. Taysom was gone. I'm like, okay. Then Trevor was throwing the ball. I'm like, ah. But, yeah, man, I, I was one away from being the new new quarterback. Because <laughs> it would have been a wild. It would have been a wild performance. And I would have, like, you know. It would, have, it would have been what could have been what could have been how much do you I mean I know we're joking about it but I mean if it ever came time do you think yeah. the offense but do you think truly that like you could operate it in an emergency no <laughs> <laughs> no not at all but I'll try I'm just getting like I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna get in the huddle and be like hey y'all gotta help me like <laughs> help me <laughs> please no but it'll be it'll be cool shoot I can't. I know I, I. I'm late. I know I'm late on the throws, on the reads, and I don't know if I get. I don't know if the difference between five step drop, seven step drop on some of them plays. I'm just be running back and trying to get as far back as I can and looking around. I don't know the progression. <laughs> some of so I, I know the progression, but it's different when you get, when you're going to get somebody. Yeah, it's not practice. It's real life. <laughs> can't do it. There is part of me that absolutely would like to see that. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I would. Why not? Why not at this point? Here's what's interesting, as I mentioned earlier in the in the show. So Taysom Hill spoke yesterday. Now, is this the Saints throwing him out there to kind of confuse the Dolphins? No, because it's been announced he's on COVID protocol. So I don't think that was the case. I legitimately think he tested positive this morning. Because he spoke yesterday. And he spoke yesterday about getting more comfortable with this offense the more snaps he's getting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I go back to my first start against Dallas, and it was kind of in that window where we had 
you know, the Sunday to Thursday to Thursday, and we had all these injuries. And so, you know, um, that first start of mine, we didn't have any offense versus defensive reps. I, I didn't get any team live reps uh, prior to that game. Um, and so the preparation was, was different. Um, and now, you know, fast forward in you know, the last couple of weeks, we've had normal practice schedules, uh, live team reps, um, and I've had all of these game reps um, to be ready for the next one and gain more and more experience and feeling more and more comfortable doing all of that stuff. And so it, uh, it certainly helps as you get ready for the next one. So one of the things that he also touched on is a storyline I think this week is can, can, not, not, I wouldn't say the Saints bounce back. But can the Saints not have that emotional, I wouldn't even say letdown. It's just you play with so much emotion. You played so well. You played with so much energy on Sunday. It's natural, I think, maybe a storyline media, uh, a media storyline rather, or maybe it's more what the fan base sort of feels. But, you know, it, it's all, I'm almost expect. look, you're not going to get that. You're, you're not going to, I don't think, keep Miami out of the red zone. I don't think you're going to win again a game where you don't score a touchdown. Like I it that was just the perfect storm, the right matchup against the right team in a in, in an environment where you are absolutely comfortable in playing them. So A, is it a topic of conversation? We know that when Sean Payton's in the building, a lot of times he will bring up certain things. I, I surprisingly can't believe what I hear here. We we have not we have not had um, a conversation like that, um, you know, in the locker room with the staff. We, we have we have not talked about that. I think we we're all professionals. We we know what the expectation is. Now, I say I can't believe what I hear, but I I also understand it. There is it's, it's close in the same family relative, right? Of the never mentioned a no hitter while it's going on. <laughs> You know, uh, things like that. You know, when something historic, you don't want to jinx it. You don't want to, quote, speak it into in existence. So I think that's maybe part of this. Where, you know what, if I have to speak to you about it, or have to talk to you about it, you don't want to make that come into reality. Or in, like I said, in existence, existence. I can't say this word. But. My thing is this, at the same time, I don't think they legitimately feel that. In other words, what Taysom's saying, I, I, I think they don't know any different, and it's why we talked about it weeks ago when people called and said, hey, you need a tank, you need to go to draft. That building doesn't know how to do anything other than go about their business day in, day out, and that business is the business of trying to find a way to win a football game. So when you look back at it, though, about that energy, is it expected, is it not, or is it just, like Taysom kind of says here, some days you're going to have it and sometimes you're not. You know, I feel like, again, I talk about the character in the locker room and just guys continuing to put in the work to prepare for games. I I don't I don't worry about guys playing with energy on Monday night um, or a, a Sunday at 12 noon kickoff. Um but I do think that it is a real thing when you when you go and play a division uh, opponent on a Sunday night like that. That was a big game for us, and 
There, there's no you know way around that. So I think that that is a real thing, following a game like that, getting ready to play another one on Monday night. The one thing I would say is we're very aware of, of where we're at as a team, as an organization. We're 7-7, seven and seven, and we need some help to get in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, every game for us is a playoff game, and we, we've got to continue to put our best foot forward to create that opportunity. So um, I'm not worried about the energy level Monday night. I, I do think that that is a real thing. But, again, I point back to the character in this in this uh, building, in this locker room, and we got such great leaders that, um, you know, we'll, we'll, all, we'll all be ready. So he is quarterback Taysom Hill yesterday. Sounds good. Not a cough, not a sniffle, not a sore throat. I'm <laughs> coughing more because of allergies than he is. Um, but he's on the COVID list with Trevor Simeon. So looks like it's in time. Quick break. We come back. Rafael Esparza, normal Friday guest, but no show tomorrow. So we'll go through the slate of games, including tonight's 49ers and Titans on the NFL Network. Two games on Saturday. Nice matchups, to be honest with you, I think. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Without you, I'll be so blue thinking about you. Decorate. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. performance today. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. I'm excited for it. I know they're excited for it. You know, we have a chance to turn things around here at the end, so that's what we're going to go out and do. That's receiver Marquez Calloway of your New Orleans Saints. He's excited. Vegas, not excited all of a sudden about this game. Rafael Esparza joins us. Mr. Vegas had BSI Doc Sports over on Twitter. Rafael, how are you, sir? Of quarterback uh, for Monday night. 
Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Jeff Duncan just tweeted 23 minutes ago that this game is now off the books in Vegas. Uh, yes, but they're popping back up. Uh, Miami's probably going to be about a one, one and a half point favorite now, which the okay. Saints were three point favorites. Total went down a little bit. It was 38, 38 and a half. Now it's about, about 37 and a half. So but they'll be up probably, I would think, in the next 10, 15 minutes. What kind of faith do you have uh, in this one here as well? I mean, I, I, I know, I, I, I don't know if it's false hope or am I not being realistic? I, I, I'm like, why can't he succeed? The Saints won a game where they didn't really do anything on offense a week ago. Um, we've seen most of the season the Saints struggle to get first down. So I'm almost like, you know what? It, it can't be much worse. I kind of agree with that. I mean, I can understand why the odds makers probably made it this way because I think the money would just completely flood in on the Dolphins. That's why we had pretty much had to take it off and flip it around. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if you watch the game uh, last week, the offense wasn't nowhere to be found anyway. So, uh, and I would have to say the Dolphins' defense is pretty much up there. But the Bucks' uh, defense, the only thing that does scare me, I mean, uh, like I say, we, we can all agree the Saints always have a little bit of trouble with mobile quarterbacks and, right. and Tua. Uh, but I'm not sold. I mean, I know Miami's coming on a hot streak, but they got to play the Jets twice. It's not like they beat a whole bunch of Packers and Bucks, um, Ravens and Bing. I mean, they, they didn't play a tough schedule. But this one, Hesketh, I was looking for. I thought the Saints had a good chance of winning this one before uh, all the news broke this about, what, half hour ago. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, let's go through the college scoreboard, and we'll get to the NFL slates, including a game tonight on Thursday night football. North Texas and Miami, both teams six and six. This is the Frisco Football Classic presented by Ryan over in Frisco, Texas. Uh Miami, Ohio, one point favorite. Uh I like the mean green. I give me North Texas. I think we'll see a lot of points scored in this one as well. So uh uh fifty six seems a little bit low. Uh it opened up at fifty two and a half, so the begging public likes it as well. I, I wouldn't say a battle of I four, but it's close, right? I mean, they got Gainesville but the Gators, Orlando at UCF, I mean, it's the central part of Florida, essentially can draw a straight line through both uh, towns. UCF, Florida in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl at Raymond James Stadium there in Tampa. Six o'clock, a kickoff on ESPN. Florida, six and a half point favorite. I'm the youngest of the of the twins uh, by four minutes, and nothing was always better than beating my big brother in something, uh, anything. So I think central Florida's kind of come into that and the number has uh, uh, come in with a lot of money on uh, the night. I like UCF. Okay, tomorrow Memphis and Hawaii over there in the Hawaii Bowl. Memphis eight and a half point favorites. I'm waiting to see how high this one goes up to because uh, Memphis opened up as a five point uh, favorite. Now it's okay. up to eight and a half. I'm going to look at the the Fighting Rainbows. Trying to think of some games here over the weekend that stand out. Nothing really. I mean, you got Georgia State, Ball State, Western Michigan, Nevada. Boston College, ECU. I guess next Tuesday we'll start getting some fun matchups, Houston and Auburn. So we'll get into that here when we talk again on Monday. Tonight in the NFL, though, Raphael, you have a pretty interesting game, I think. 49ers and Titans. Obviously, I think if you're the Saints, you want to see San Francisco go down. The the 49ers are are playing pretty good football. Is it Kyle? Is it Jimmy G? Why are they winning so many games right now? It's your uh, Saints quarterback next year, Jimmy G. I mean, I, I think he's playing uh, probably some of his best uh, football. Their defense got healthy. I think that helps a lot. And, it's, and they run the ball. So I think it's a mixture of all of it. But, I mean, Jimmy G's not doing any, uh, any turnovers. But I think it's all about that defense. It's starting okay. to turn things around. I like San Francisco tonight. 
All right, like San Francisco, they are a three-point favorite on the road over under 44-and-a-half. Saturday, Browns and Packers. This is a 3.30 matchup on Fox and the NFL Network. Green Bay, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Not only have the Pack won three straight, but they're averaging 37 points a game in that three-game winning streak. Uh, and Cleveland's coming off a short week. Uh, I like the over 45, 45 and a half, because I think Cleveland will be able to put up some points as well. That Packer defense is nothing like lights out. Okay. Uh, give me the over, and I think Green Bay wins, but I don't think they cover. Colts and Cardinals, Arizona, one-point favorite, 7-15 kickoff on the NFL Network. So much love on the Colts lately. Give me Arizona. I'm, I'm, I'm going the opposite of the public. Really? I a lot of love on Indy, but guess, so give me Arizona. Yeah. All right, all right. If they lose this one, though, is it is it concern time for Arizona? Yes, I think it was concern time last week when they lost. Uh, this is uh this is nerve breaking time if they lose this one. Could also be for for Taylor uh, a game to kind of show that I am the MVP, huh? I, I understand the Taylor love and the Rodgers and Brady, but what about Coop? Cooper Cup is throwing up some big, big, big Tecmo Bowl numbers in the Rams, and I and I was trying to look research. I can't believe a wide receiver has never won MVP. I couldn't find anything. Right? No, it's crazy huh, when you think about it. Uh, a kicker over, won over on Sunday. A kicker did win. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lions and Falcons. Atlanta is a five and a half point favorite. Yeah, I like the way they've been playing. Uh, they're they're uh, younger. Uh, I like the Falcons as well. I know Detroit's been playing better football. Mm-hmm. If this number goes up to six, then I might have to look at, look at the Lions. But I'll take five and a half at Atlanta. But I think this one does go to six even higher. I think a lot of love coming in. Well, I think it's also what golf is positive, right? Golf is on the COVID list. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Ravens and Bengals. Cincinnati three point uh, favorite here at home. Dude, I I mean. Th- it's crazy. Joe Burrow this week said that it's a good thing that there's nothing to do in Cincinnati. There's no nightlife, so his guys can stay healthy and be out of the COVID protocol. But I think the one thing that that I'm trying to buy since you, you keep telling me it's not this year, but a win would go a long way to getting them in the postseason. A win, I think. A win of any of these two teams, I think, win the division. So, yeah, I think this is a very monster game. And I'm not, I, I think Baltimore takes this one. I, I know – I mean, Cincinnati, what he said was not, he's not lying. <laughs> so, uh, I think Cincinnati is a little bit healthier, but mm-hmm. I, if, if Lamar is back in this game, then I'll take the Ravens. I'll take the plus three. I just, Cincinnati's almost there. If they win this one, I think they win a division and they're going to be hard out in the playoffs, but I, I'm, I'm taking the more experienced Jackson on this one. Rams and Vikings, LA, three points favored. Yeah, me and you were talking down to the Vikings, seems like, yesterday. And all of a sudden, they turned things around. I know a lot of love has come on the Vikings, but I really like the way the Rams have been playing football, especially on the D side. I like the Rams. I think they steal this road game. And this is a game, obviously, if you're a Saints fan, right? You want L.A. to win. Yes. Okay. Bills and Patriots. Ooh, high noon. New England, two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, Belichick off a loss, uh, and they're at home. Uh, I'll take New England. This one, a lot of money coming in at Buffalo, so I want to see how low this one goes. If I can get uh, New England two or less, I'm all over mac and cheese. And a must-watch Jags at the Jets, even. Maybe put some batteries in a kid's toy, sit down, build build a Lego set (laughs) if you really want to watch this game, but don't watch that. Okay. Giants at the Eagles, Philly a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. They may likely not have head coach Nick Sirianni since he, the day after he coached the game, tested positive. 
Yeah, that was weird. I like the Eagles in this spot, but boy, he was like, he was uh, really, really close to all the quarterbacks on that timeline right. during that game. So uh, the Sunday can't come quick enough if you're the Eagles. If you're a Saints fan, you're rooting for the G-man, but I like the Eagles. Okay, Buccaneers and Panthers, Tampa, 10-point favorite. Cam Newton is starting, but Matt Rule says Sam Darnold will play. What is he doing over there? I, I, I don't know, and I know Tampa has no one uh, to, to throw, to run, but I want nothing to do with Carolina right now. All right, Chargers and Texans, 10-point favorite for Pro Bowl quarterback Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow did not make the Pro Bowl yesterday. That was so shocking. Uh, I mean, we, he he might someone will get hurt or COVID related. He'll jump in, but mm-hmm. that was a little bit shocking to me. When I, I like Houston plus the points, I think uh, Chargers win by seven. Oh, okay. Bears and Seahawks. Seattle six and a half point. That's a large number, huh? At home. Yeah, a huge one. So I'm gonna probably take the plus points in this one. I'm on nothing to do with Seattle right now. Steelers and Chiefs. This is at KC. KC, eight-point fair. They have a couple of players on the COVID list. Yeah, and I know they've won seven straights, but I like the plus points with Pittsburgh. I, I know they had a big win last week against Tennessee. Uh, and as long as those guys, Watt and Hayden, have another big defensive game like last week, mm-hmm. uh, I like Pittsburgh to hang around. I think Kansas City only wins by like six points or less. I think the Browns blew that game. The Raiders, though, found a way to win, right, if you're on that side of the football, uh, yeah. even as they host the Broncos here. Yeah, I mean, with no Teddy Two Gloves, and I want to say the Raiders, but, man, the Raiders lose home games just as much as you guys lose home games at the Dome. I, I would probably take the over. It's a low total, 141 and a half. What kind of love do you think Derek Carr is going to get at the end of the season? I think a lot of these quarterbacks that we've mentioned are going to get a lot of love because there's going to be a lot of openings, and I think some of these people see these quarterbacks coming out of college that are just backup quarterbacks are going to be are going to need a lot of work. Uh, so I think uh, Carr, uh, Jimmy G, all these guys are going to get a lot of love. It'll be nauseating as uh, Washington and the Cowboys are the Sunday night game, all about the Cowboys, 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 Cowboys. Ten and a half point favorite for a team that's ten and four, but. Raphael, if you put on ESPN, it's the worst offense in the NFL. Dak Prescott's a bum. I mean, you honestly would think they're 4-10 and 10, the way they talk about him. Yeah, and, and I'm so glad that there's other things I can watch. I'm probably going to watch maybe a Spider-Man movie again or maybe being the Ricardos because uh, mm-hmm. this game could be ugly. Even though Washington's getting, getting, getting back some people, I, I think Dallas wins this one, but I think Washington covers. Uh, but I know my brother's going to be texting me on all, all game because he loves the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. So I'll probably I'm gonna, I'll watch Spider-Man again. How was the new Spider-Man movie? Uh, really, really, really good. Being the Ricardos is really, really good as well. Okay. Um, what about the new Matrix? Have you seen it yet? Uh, no, I have not seen it yet, and I wasn't. I know I'm probably going to get some death threats. I wasn't the big Matrix fan. Oh, here we go. Here we yeah. go. Well, my wife hadn't uh, seen it either. I'm like, I like the first one. A lot of people say it's too much in the second and third, but I'm interested in it. You know, and look, I got HBO on demand. Guess what I'll probably do tonight. Probably watch it. So, what are you hearing about it? Uh, that's okay. Okay. Thank you for uh, for. For your talk today, Raphael. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you, sir. I will talk to you again on Monday. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and give that family a big hug for me. I definitely will. Raphael Esparza, VSI Doc Sports is the way to follow on Twitter. We'll see if we can connect with Mike Triplett as it's been a busy morning in the world of your New Orleans Saints, trying to figure out if there's any more players that will pop up on that COVID list as well. Right now, we do know it's Taysom Hill. 
We do know it's Trevor Simeon. Those are your top two quarterbacks on the quarterback depth chart. So it looks like Ian Book will get that start on Monday. Adam Troutman, Juwan Johnson, top two on the depth chart on tight end. They're on the COVID list as well. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Archie Manning here for Thibodeau Regional. In the Manning household, we're pretty serious about sports. And just like the team at the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, we're also very serious about sports safety. As the region's leader and first comprehensive sports medicine program, they've been in the game longer with certified athletic trainers, fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, and neuro-sports-trained experts. So play hard, play to win, but play it safe with the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional. Want to hear how I almost got off the naughty list this year? I helped Santa save gazillions by having him download Capital One Shopping to his computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. You can download it too and save a bundle. You don't even need a Capital One card and it's free. So why didn't I get off the naughty list? Turns out Santa's a stickler for naughty words. (laughs) Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy, or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today, only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, no more, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. With plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required, actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Citizen. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus It's Been that kind of day. Got a ton to get into. Nikhil Alexander-Walker on the COVID list for the Pelicans. Jonas Valanciunas, non-COVID illness, but he will not play against the Magic tonight. That game is at 6 p.m., 5.30 pregame. Here in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans, covid also, the story across that same parking lot over there around that facility with the Saints. Mike Triplett covers the black and gold for ESPN at Mike Triplett on Twitter. Mike, uh, your top two quarterbacks, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, pop up on the COVID list. I guess it's book time, isn't it? We've filled out the uh, the bingo card this season, haven't we, man? <laughs> <laughs> we really have. It's um, a little bit of everything. Uh, but, yeah, look, I mean – if it's isolated to just these two guys and Ian Book can start, uh, and even better if he could get one or two of his offensive tackles back, that would, mm-hmm. you know, they still got a fighting chance. They just won a game based solely on their defense without the offense contributing much. And, and Ian Book isn't going to be totally lost out there. But, but obviously, look, right when this team is, right when the door opens and it's like, hey, looks like they are going to make the playoffs, then they got to deal with it. I, I legitimately said this to start the show and feel this way, Mike. I, I'm not surprised by anything. So I kept asking, I said, instead of saying I'm not saying, what would surprise you 
covering this team this year with everything huh. that they've got? Like, what would you say now this surprises not, me? I am not answering that question. I am not coming up with some absurd uh, thing that uh, that when it happens, everyone will say this is Mike Griffin's fault. No way. Right. Yeah. Give a shot right now. It's nuts, though, isn't it? I mean, because literally when you think about it, I, I also feel this. I legitimately, if I'm a Saints fan, like, I'm not freaking out. I mean, honestly, like, right. it can't right. get worse on a lot of different areas because I've almost seen this offense, Mike, in the last two years in 14 games be a short to intermediate passing game, basically rely on Camara, not really be able to depend on the receiving game to an extent, uh, have to deal with injuries, basically never have my starting offensive line. Like, this is what the Saints offense has been with Drew Brees. So, yeah. why not? <laughs> Well, look, here's the important thing. Look, Taysom Hill just won a game 9 nothing, uh, because the defense played so well. But also, Taysom Hill didn't turn the ball over in that game. And it was almost excruciating to watch. But they got into field goal position three times, and they had zero turnovers. And they relied on the, the Pro Bowl snub Blake Gilligan to just punt their way into a good field position. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably your biggest concern with Ian Book. You don't need him to throw three touchdown passes in this game, but you also probably want to make sure he doesn't get them in any trouble. I, I don't think you can count on winning games with nine points. Uh, I think you probably need to get to like 21 or 20 to win this game. Right. Uh, so they're going to need him to be pretty well. But, yeah, if, if he's the guy, there's, there's, there's a lot of worse scenarios out there than Ian Book. I mean, uh, a case could have been made for them taking a look at him before. I mean, he's a fourth-round draft pick, I think. Probably, I don't have this in front of me, but I think every quarterback drafted in front of him has started games in the NFL. I mean, Davis Mills, what was he, a third-rounder? Uh, right. well, yeah. Starting for most of the season for Houston. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a guy who played big-time football at Notre Dame uh, for, for, you know, over the course of four years. So he's not going to be lost out there. Uh, and another good thing is I think his best trait that I saw when I went back and reviewed his college tape and, and then saw him in, in uh, practices and stuff is, I think he manages really well when the pocket breaks down, when he has to scramble. I think he mm-hmm. does a good job of keeping his wits about him and either, you know, scrambling for a few yards or getting outside of the pocket and still making a completion or getting rid of the ball. Uh, he's really good on his feet, I think. It's a very good point. Speak with Mike Triplett, ESPN covers the Saints. I w- was looking in, back at, you know, the, the times that you saw him either in training camp or the times that you saw him in obviously preseason and stuff. And Mike, I, I felt that more often than not, I kept writing or talking about on the air after a practice on the show. He doesn't look like a rookie to, to an extent of, um, we have seen younger quarterbacks, Mike, at Saints practice where it's worm burners. It's, you know, yeah. throwing to the back of someone's helmet. Like his mannerisms were just kind of steady as she goes sort of thing. He just, he didn't exhibit the body language of, he doesn't know what the bleep is going on. Now, he may not have right. been, but I didn't get that sense. Right, Mike? Right. No, he's a he poised. He looked poised, but, uh, you know, that is a word that came up a lot when I was talking to people about him, both at Notre Dame and Saints coaches. And, uh, actually, I just reposted this morning the okay. feature story I did on this summer, and, and the quote that I used in the headline was unflappable. Um, so, it's good to be described as unflappable if you're going to be thrown into Monday Night Football in this situation. <laughs> that is true. I mean, um, what was it? Um, what was it? Washington 
right? Just uh, on Tuesday, signed a guy and yeah. he started. I mean, yeah, I mean, and and they they could have won. I mean, they were in hey, the game. We are, so. we are, we are. Uh, what four days away from the game? Let's not rule that out yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the scariest thing about being down to Ian Book is being down to your last option when you already know COVID is has gone through the quarterback room. So. Um, I, 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 I didn't, and I probably should have been doing my job. I, I was going to start Googling, all right, which, which quarterbacks are on other teams' practice squads that uh, could be a phone call away right now, which is what happened with Washington. They got Garrett Gilbert off of New England's practice squad, so at least he had been practicing with the team all season. And, you know, <laughs> right. you're, you're probably, you know, especially since Drew's all the way in Hawaii playing golf right now, you're probably. I saw uh, that. Yeah, with a you're beautiful probably rainbow. For somebody yeah. who's practicing football this week if you're going to have to go with an emergency outcome. I was, I was kind of hoping, Mike, when I saw that photo, it was his way of, like, you know, he announced in Hawaii that he was coming back for one more season. Maybe with the rainbow is, I got you, Saints fans. See you on Monday night. Yeah. You know, with the beautiful rainbow in the background as he's about to hit, you know, he's barefoot. But no, he's not coming back. Um, Maybe he's said, been in Hawaii because they want to keep him like as there you go. as possible, <laughs> and he'll fly in Monday morning. Yeah. Yep, fly in and, and start. Um, if to your point, Ian tests positive, oh, do God. they go with Alvin Kamara? I mean, he actually said that they gave him a helmet with the green dot before earlier this season. I know. I, know, I mean, awesome. quite honestly, he's got uh, football IQ and athletic ability. I mean, <laughs> uh, I would I would pay double for my ticket if that was the case. Agree. Um, but look, we saw look we saw this scenario last year when the Saints were on the other side of it. Denver it did not. Spoiler alert: It did not go well for the Broncos. But. uh um, the Broncos did use, like, you know, practice squad receiver Kendall Hinton at quarterback, but he only attempted, like, nine passes in that game. Um, they used a lot of direct snaps to running backs in that game. And, and so, yeah, if we got down to a situation where Ian Book got hurt in the game or something like that, then the emergency plan probably, I don't know that Alvin would play a lot of traditional quarterback, but uh, certainly, even though when asked, would you be a Wildcat quarterback? He said, that's insulting. <laughs> he said, I would be a real quarterback. But, you know, uh, they would probably rely on different formations that involve just snapping it to running. Maybe two run- Maybe Ingram and uh, Kamara in the backfield uh, mm-hmm. lined up next to each other with, the, you know, creative use of uh, Wildcat or something. That, that That's the most likely, like, complete emergency scenario. All right. Uh, on the other side of things, Cam Jordan spoke about being uh, selected as, as a nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. It was interesting. I think you were going back and forth with him, too, t- just talking about him wanting to play a certain amount of time and all that. It, man, when you look back at we, – we've had some pretty good defensive players in Saints history, the Dome Patrol, you know, Will Smith. I mean, you name it. Where, where would you put Cam Jordan? I, I know he's got some time left, but where where is he right now in your mind? Yeah, and I was just – you know, I'm I'm looking now that he's got seven Pro Bowls under his belt. I know Pro Bowls don't mean that much, sure. but but he's building a, a Hall of Fame discussion resume. Um, you know, he probably needs 25 more sacks to really be in the Hall of Fame discussion. It would help if he played and then won a Super Bowl, which he didn't. He arrived. You know, uh, he's been around so long. I want to think he was on that 2019, but he, he wasn't. He came in 2011. But I mean. You know, if he put together, you know, three more years with like seven, three more seven, eight sack seasons, we're talking about a potential, you know, pro football Hall of Famer, which uh, would obviously put him right there with Ricky Jackson and Sam Mills, the only 
other Saints defenders who have you know even been in consideration. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when when you add how high his peaks were at his absolute peak plus the longevity, I mean, that puts him ahead of you know Jonathan Vilma and Pat Swilling and you know other, many Leroy Glover, many other guys that you could name. I mean, he's in a very uh, Will Smith. He's in a very very uh, select group. Yeah, I think um, when you look back at it, too, and you add the, the leadership on and off the field, too, he's been a pretty valuable member of this organization. That said, he and the rest of his defense, how do you think they can impact Monday's game against the Dolphins? Well, how can they? Mm-hmm. Uh, they can shut them out, obviously. They're going from shutting out the best quarterback in the NFL to playing uh, against a guy who, who hasn't been one of the probably 20 or, you know, 15 most effective quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and even while Miami has won six straight games, their defense has been the main reason for it. So, uh, you know, Tua has, you know, Tua, Tua has some polish to him now. He, you know, I don't want to shortchange him too much, but if you can shut out Tom Brady, you can shut out Tua. I'm not saying they will, but I'm No, right. I, I, I hear you as well. I, and yesterday, you know, Marquez Callaway was, was asked about the fact that this, this was remarkable. And I, and I was listening to it in the question back and forth. And I, I was like, wow, they're right. It's remarkable to sit here and say, Mike, on December 23rd, the New Orleans Saints have won one home game in New Orleans this season. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That even, I, I didn't even realize that. That is Tampa. unbelievable. Yeah. Because the first home game of the year was yeah. in Jacksonville, yeah. which is Green Bay. And then they, they, they lost to the Giants. They had the one against the Giants, one that they That's would it. win. Right. They beat, times out of 20 if they played it again. Yeah. Beat the Bucs, um, so 